surfs up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. And challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a surfing experience and ability transferometer. Watch here suppose this up, Barcy. The surf, Duke. Welcome to Surf Kings of Gotham, the only podcast we're aware of which bask in the warm technicolor glow of sitcom vigilanteism, which is Batman 66. And today we are watching season two, episode 26. It's How You Play the Game, directed by Oscar Rudolph and written by returning favorite Stanley Ralph Ross. This episode originally aired December 1st, 1966, and stars guest villain Shame, played by Spider-Man's Uncle Ben, Cliff Robertson. Our one-sentence Wikipedia summary, which isn't even close to being accurate, says, Shame plans to build a powerful truck engine to help him out with the Batmobile. And I say it's not accurate, because in this episode, that's just forgotten entirely in favor of stealing some cows. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, maybe the Batmobile outwitted them. See, they should write the Wikipedia summary and just have it be like key points like Robin gets shot. Batman befriends a Nazi. A small boy yells at a cowboy. That would make more sense. Also, that's a little easier where you'd be like, okay, sure. Yeah, maybe I'll make that uh, the episode description for this podcast. Yeah. It's pretty accurate. Beats the hell out of Wikipedia's. It certainly does. We open up the episode here uh, as we do with a recap. But again, the recap is just the death trap. They've kind of gotten away from going over the entire events of the previous episode. And they just kind of get us back in the moment here where they say the dynamic duo. You already already know what's happening. You couldn't have possibly missed the first part. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be... uh, they need to have a too. small boy like Opie from the Andy Griffith show just run in at every every after every commercial break and yell at exposition so you know what's happening and go, oh okay, I don't need to see the other episode. Got it. Yeah. So here they're they're staked down again. That's the death trap as a reminder to our listeners. They're badly staked down to the ground, tied up during a cattle stampede. That's what they tell us here. Which does sound more menacing, I guess, than like stepped on by cows, which is what I was thinking in my mind so they they're did, uh, uh, badly tied down enough that the cows themselves are the way out of the trap yeah exactly and that's what happens the rumbling of the hooves is loosening my stake boy wonder and this was so great i had to call amy in from the next room to watch uh, <laughs> batman adam west is a matador here he was it was awkward and weird and i was one of the most delightful things I've ever seen. And yeah, it's so awkward. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Hope I don't die today. He, he is. He's there for the greatest matador ever. Uh, but he says, he's saying Toro, Toro. And then they cut to Robin still tied up on the ground. He's saying, Oh, Olay, Batman. Uh, Olay. 
Bravo, Toro, Toro. Again, Olay, again. Olay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, he was acting here like bullfighting is the is the cause of some sort of orgasm. That was the, <laughs> what his twitching was leading me to believe here. It's kind of like a Q-tip. You know, if you get to do a real good job cleaning your ears with a Q-tip, you kind of have that same feeling. Again, Batman, again. That was <laughs> yeah. the weirdest part when he said again. I think yeah. he just needs to free you from the death trap once there, boy wonder. Yeah, it was it was strange. They get up. Batman pulls out a bat pocket knife and cuts his feet loose and then cuts Robin loose as well. It's like, Holy Toriador. And then we get a little description. No, 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 chum. Uh, you're thinking of Matador. Toriador was just made up for operatic reasons or something. He gives him a little little speech here. You he's like, well, yeah, it's like, well, holy Matador then. Like, okay, great. Yeah. And then uh, who should wander up but the boy with no parents? Yeah, our good friend Andy Stevens is here, future mayor of Gotham City, and I was very excited. They finally get to meet. But then Batman immediately is like, oh, hi, Andy, which troubles me to no end because they have not previously met on screen, I don't think. <laughs> and how did you know this boy's name? Are you just Batman knows all the boys about town, just in case yeah. Robin were to die. Yeah. It's like, oh, hello, Andy. It's like, oh, no, he knows his name. This is so sad. And they have, <laughs> they have a little chat here. He sets another youth on the road to a brighter tomorrow. Not like that pesky elevator kid that we murdered. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. He talks him out of being friendly to shame here. He's, you should be and a good guy. Just a reminder, if you came in late and started listening to your episode... 26 of season two of a podcast um andy stevens is just running wandering loose by himself with no guardians or parents through an old abandoned film studio yeah for several He's days possibly now. a ghost he very well could be uh the boy that plays andy stevens here i did end up looking him up uh eric shea is his name he was a child actor didn't really do much as an or anything as an adult he was in, previous to this episode of Batman, he was in an episode of The Felony Squad, which we've previously talked about, thanks to uh, another window cameo. So which he was in that... Police Squad. Yeah. He was also in Gunsmoke uh, three different times as three different characters. He played, yeah... All boys are the same to us in Cowboy Land. So, and the characters anyway. weren't just boy one, two, and three. No, they had names, but same character or same yeah. same boy, three characters. Lovely. And it's entirely possible that in canon he had the same name. It's just that the characters on Gunsmoke couldn't bother to remember that name, so they were like, "Well, hello, Timmy, Andy. Yes, it is indeed a fine day." It could very well be. I haven't watched a lot of Gunsmoke. I haven't either. I mostly so, just watch funny things and things that are unhinged. Which could be gun smoke. True. Yeah. So we have a little discussion here between Batman and Robin now that they're free, and I love it. Like, well, now that we know he's building a truck, uh, we now realize how stupid your your race winning idea was. Let's dwell on that for a while, shall we, Chum? <laughs> this is how wrong you were. What you a thought he was gonna you are. You thought he was building a race car to win a race? Uh well, again, 
you're an idiot. I should just replace you. Yeah. Not with Alfred, because he'd make me look bad, but with maybe Andy Stevens. Yes, Andy Stevens would definitely make this better. They, they... Who should know all? Who knows all the things about what's going on with trucks and cars in Gotham City? Some random DJ on the drive time yeah. morning hour. Yeah, but it's Hot Rod Harry, the same DJ that they called and planted the, the fake story about the Wayne limousine being souped up. Yeah. So Who, strange. of course, contributes nothing. He doesn't. I noticed, though, his name is Hot Rod Harry, which sounds an awful lot like Hot Dog Harrigan, who, again, from the surfing episode, is played by one of Shame's goons here. Yeah, who Robin will uh, have a fun encounter with later. Yes. Um, uh, I did like, though, how they go to the radio station, which is, again, utterly empty of people except for this one guy. It's kind of like the Dave Foley bit from Kids in the Hall. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing this one song again and again in a bunker. But then he's like, well, I don't know anything, Batman. Maybe you should check with Mr. Al. And sends him on his way. Yeah. Yeah, he says, uh, hey, awful DJ. Why would Shame need a fast truck? No idea. Why don't you ask uh, Laughing Leo, the greasy car salesman? Local Gotham City, or GC Town, as he calls it, because he's the hip DJ. Local GC Town, greasy used car salesman, Laughing Leo. By hip DJ, he, of course, means 1966-45. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's a it's just not a good character at all. <laughs> Doesn't add anything at all. But but he gives them a new check-in character. Well, who could have killed all these people and eaten their faces? I know. Let's go check in with Hot Rod Harry. Maybe he'll have a clue. (laughs) Nothing for you today, Batman. Shine your shoes? Yeah. (laughs) It uh, would be cool. So they go down to the used car lot where we find Laughing Leo uh, selling a nice old lady a car. I thought it was great. She drove there from Pasadena, which if Gotham City is New York, that means she drove across America to buy yeah. this car. Which is very Hot Rod-esque, and it just peels out. So that was kind of a funny little visual there, this nice old lady. Because he tells yeah. a story. He tells a story about how this this car used to be owned by a an oyster salesman or something. He makes up some story to make her really excited to buy this car. And then she peels away, presumably without paying for it. Yeah. Well, he's not the world's greatest salesman for nothing. So he pulls Batman, the Batmobile pulls up and laughing Leo comes up. He's going to sell them a car. That's his plan. He starts off on a good foot here. He gives them a nice either or question. How the, are you going to buy a, you're here for a, a new car or a good one owner used car? He's not giving him any opportunity to say, no, we're not even looking for a car. We just want to get some information out of you. So that was nice. That was it was a good car salesman trick there. Yeah, as opposed to his, his first trick, which was just giving a lady a car and having her drive away. Yeah. That's how he gets his the... sales numbers up. He's like, I made 10 sales today. Leo, it's not sales if the people just drive away. Look, I'll decide <laughs> what I call sales. Yeah, exactly. I'm the owner here. <laughs> but then he goes, he starts insulting the Batmobile as a trade-in, though. And it's not a not a good look for you, laughing Leo. I take back That's everything nice I said about you. Wagon looks like shit. How much take one of these? Yeah, so I'll give you a five. I'll give you five hundred bucks on trade for it or something. No, that was the down payment. But anyway, still, he was just like, "Hey, 
this tacky piece of shit. Why don't you get a new car? <laughs> Only a thousand dollars down and this trade-in will get you out of here. What do you say? Batman, of course, lowers his head and is like, I built this myself in my cave. Yeah. So they ask him the questions. Gosh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, how about $500 down? And they just drive away. They're tired of this idiot. Yeah. Then it turns out laughing Leo laughs all the way down to Shame's hideout and tells him what's going on. Which they had to do. I mean, they basically had to be like, okay, this guy needs to be in Shame's gang because otherwise we just spent two whole scenes accomplishing nothing. Yeah, exactly. In Shame's hideout here, they're discussing their plan. So now that this fast truck is complete, they're going to steal some uh, some cattle. They're going to rustle some cattle, as they say in the in the Old West. Because there's some black Angus cattle worth $300,000 each, which is a lot in 1966 money for sure. And there's four of them, so that's $1.2 million. That's what they're going to steal. They keep doing these tight close-ups of Shane, and I'm like, so this reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons when Bart and Lisa are watching like the Muppets in old medieval times or whatever with Troy McClure. And they're like, what is that Muppet? Why is he made of leather? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very tanned. <laughs> he looks like a boot with a face on it. Yeah. Take that he's old gonna, dead man. He's going to be a good Uncle Ben someday, though. He's learning all about great responsibility here. He's very excited. We don't even need this truck to go fast anymore on account of Batman and Robin are dead. <laughs> and then Laughing Leo has to jump in with uh, gosh, I hate to tell you, uh, Batman and Robin are still alive. And we get the weirdest growl out of shame here. It's like a, he's like doing Lamaze breathing or something, like he's about to give birth. Yeah. He's like, Hurr! it's weird. They open fire in a confined space. Yeah, he just starts shooting his gun. He's angrier than a hyena with laryngitis. So he starts shooting up the hideout and flipping over tables. And generally, he's acting like a rock and roll star here instead of a cowboy. Yeah. One of those leathery, you know, man boot rock and roll stars like the Rolling yeah. Stone. Yeah, he's like them. Uh, I saw this so, meme relating to rock and roll stars where this guy was like, I ain't worried about AI's computers. When an AI can throw a TV in a pool, let me know. And I'm like, aren't you like 75? <laughs> I did. I saw that same one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and he just looks like a coot. And I'm like, what the hell? Why was that worth making a meme of? It, yeah, it was pretty funny, I guess. It was weird. I don't know why everyone's so oh, it concerned. was funny, but it was funny unintentionally. It was yeah. funny like, yes, thank you, Grandpa. <laughs> exactly. Now he's going to talk about 19 Dickety 2 when they were last on tour. <laughs> That's right. They had to call it Dickety because of the war. The Kaiser had stolen their word for 20. Dickety because cocaine had stolen our number 80. <laughs> so anyway, back in the Bat Cave, they're looking at Pieces of the dismantled limo, the Wayne limo on the bat analyzer here, trying to get some clues. There's no fingerprints anywhere, but when they check the steering wheel, it's got remnants of chili and avocado on it. And Robin says, holy guacamole. 
where's the only place in town to get good chili, pepper, and avocado dip? Well, an abandoned old building. Yeah, (laughs) you're correct. Yeah, to the to the guacamole district quickly. (laughs) I love how Batman says, "You know what that means, chum," and Robin's like somebody's a sloppy eater and i was like yes that means exactly that why is there all this shit all over the steering wheel yeah gross i just wipe my mouth off and just touch whatever yes yeah you see why you're called that now yeah they didn't know anything about germs back then yeah hey remember that time robin got a covid19 here we go (laughs) you remember that time robin coughed into a handkerchief and then wiped his face with it that was the same thing (laughs) gross um so in the abandoned restaurant this is where shame was flipping over tables and shooting stuff up so they're long gone just like the restaurant yeah yeah now what do we do and then they have a fun little wow he knows that i know that he knows that i know that i know that he knows that he'd never go back to his old abandoned movie studio hideout so that's exactly where he's gonna go and it was a long, kind of drawn-out bit. But that's it. The Batmobile starts pulling up to the old west. Setting and then here. Shane does exactly the same line delivery. About he knows that I know that he knows. It was it was pretty good. It was very arrested development, like 50 years ahead of time. Yeah, it was very well done. So they're laying in wait. Guns drawn up on the second level of the saloon here. Waiting in ambush for Batman and Robin. That's their plan. Because he knows that I know. That I know that he knows that he knows that I know that I know that he'd never think I'd do that. But I know that he knows it. So I know that I'll know it, that he knows it. And then they pull out guns and start shooting at Batman and Robin. Finally. And they actually finally Robin. Yeah. Right in the heel. Which prompts him to run away while Batman digs the bullet out with some metal he has in his pocket. Yeah. Just like, here, bite down on this. And I was like, oh, no, not again. (laughs) This is the elevator all over again. Yeah, it was bad. Then we got to go back to the bat cave for some bat sillin. Yeah. And when they cut, Robin's just like doing calisthenics and jumping up around, jumping up and down, hopping around like an ass. If you got shot in the heel, regardless of how much bat sillin you had, you ain't gonna be hopping for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. There's more than just bat sillin in there. That's probably, uh, some oxy or something at least (laughs) you bat heroin didn't he yeah so once again in the bat cave here now that robin's all fixed up after being shot in the heel uh, alfred saves the day again he brings up that hey there's a an exposition in town and there's some mighty valuable cattle there and bruce wayne is supposed to be there to to give a speech or something to involve himself in some kind of horseshit you mean none about this sir given us how you mostly are aware of you know, derelict old Mexican restaurants. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Enough of the horse shit. Uh, this episode's <laughs> got to wrap up here soon, so why don't you get over here? It's like, well, Alfred, you're going to have to call and say Bruce Wayne can't make it. Now that uh, you've like, wandered around town and talked to several awful people for 15 minutes, let's get on with the plot. Yeah. Tell him, tell him Bruce Wayne's not going to make it, but they won't be sad. Because Batman's going to be there. It's like, okay, thanks. So they get to the the place where the cattle exhibition thing is going to be happening, which is a random building where 
you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna have cattle in there i'm gonna tell you that right now yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah the cattle like a random like expo center type building that they just brought cows into and let them shit on the floor yeah and they said it's on like the second or third floor is where the cattle's gonna be well i got news for you that's it's not how cattle works my friend <laughs> they're, not, they're not climbing those stairs I think they can climb stairs. They're not coming downstairs though, so I don't know how you're no. going to get them out of there. I guess no, it could although be a big I would elevator. like to have seen while Batman was talking to his weird DJ friend, he insists has clues about every case. When he was doing that, they should have had a scene of just carting the carting the cows up and down the second floor in the elevator. That's true. Out you go, <laughs> bossy. This is your stop. Yeah. Weird. They could, oh, the elevator's broke down. We got to use these bat rockets to get the elevator to move again. How could the elevator have broken? We just put three cows in there. What's a weight limit? Yeah. The logistic, that would have actually made a more entertaining episode is I'd like to see more with the cattle than right? more with the anything that's going on so far. Desmond Doomsday could have been like, while Batman's talking to his sad DJ friend, Across town at the exposition center, someone doesn't understand how logistics work. That would be great. Uh, instead, <laughs> we get a bat climb here because we got to keep got to keep things moving along. So they're climbing up the side of the building, having a conversation about how shorter bat climbs are more difficult than longer ones. Made no sense. Which was it was weird. Yeah, it was pointless dialogue. Yeah. And then who should pop out of the window? But Colonel Clink from Hogan's Heroes. Yeah, so for our listeners who aren't aware of Hogan's Heroes, because I checked this morning and it's not streaming anywhere somehow, um, Hogan's Heroes was an American television sitcom set in a POW camp in Nazi Germany during World War II. It ran from 1965 to 1971, but the most important takeaway here is it was an American television sitcom set in a POW camp in Nazi Germany during World War II. <laughs> Yeah, but it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. It's just yeah. like, it's weird that there's a show about a POW camp. But yeah, those silly Nazis. I like that, like, it's set in World War II, and this is in the mid-60s, but then this Nazi dude's like, I'm still trying to find the American prisoner 20 years later. Perhaps you can help me, Batman. And Batman's like, just look out for the police, Hans. Yeah, that was crazy. He was like... Well, Colonel, uh, watch out for. Uh, you're gonna want to want to watch out for Chief O'Hara. He's uh, pretty sure you're a, pretty... a war criminal. Best of luck to you. Yeah, he's a pretty bad dude. Then they just carry on with the climb, and I was that's that's weird. Yeah, like it at least makes sense when a lot of people appear in the windows because they had they would have had contemporary careers. This guy is like a character from World War II, which was 20 years before. But okay, sure. When did you say Hogan's Heroes ran from again? 65 to 71. Okay, wow. That's longer than you'd expect. I'm amazed they got a whole season. I mean, a season is, is a strong... It's like it's like Adam West's uh, Look Well show. I mean, I love it, but it's really like you can do this in one episode and you've done all the jokes. I would think Hogan's Heroes, you would do the entire premise in a season. Yeah. But I mean, the, the show lasted as long as actual World War II did. <laughs> yeah, longer. That's because it yeah, was like sixty-five to seventies, five years, so six years. So it lasted six years 
Yeah, yeah but so did the was like five. That <laughs> was 39, 39 to 45. That's the same amount of time. I did the math. I can't do math. So just to reassure our, our listeners in our allied countries, the Americans <laughs> are still real stupid. <laughs> Ripe for the taking. <laughs> time to invade. So uh, they make you their climb. To the... I promise you, you'll get here and be <laughs> like, ew. Yeah. Uh, so they, they make their climb to the top and uh, go in. The guard is in shock. He's already been... He had a gun pointed at him, I guess, so now he's just catatonic. He can't talk. Yeah, the guard Nothing. who's dressed up like he's a sheriff's deputy, who I would think would have more, like, you know, more experience with criminals pointing guns at him than Chief O'Hara does, since he refuses to go to work. I mean, this guy at least met, like, polices Gotham County, and he's having a stroke because a guy dressed like a cowboy pointed a gun at him. Yeah. Yeah, so then they reverse bat climb down back out the way they came. We get some weird bat logic here. We gotta we gotta sit down and go through some bat logic. Where would they be? Well, best place to hide a bunch of cows is with a bunch of cows. <laughs> no, nope, that's like, not the best way. That's you know who dumb. knows about cows is Hot Rod Harry. And <laughs> yeah, Please stop suggesting that. I keep telling you he's a very sad and lonely man. Yeah, like, well, no, the bat easiest way to find a, a person is in a crowd of people that doesn't make any sense to me but they're like ah he's probably gone back to the the, the ko corral they're probably at the corral because they got to feed these cattle before they leave town so they're not going to be back at the stockyards they're going to be at a corral okay whatever another abandoned place in Gotham city yeah let's call commissioner gordon and chief o'hara and have us meet him over there Oh, and this is oh. a funny Chekhov's gun because if you if you miss it, if you're not paying attention, they're going to call Gordon and Chief O'Hara to meet them over there. So that's set up. But they're going to come like at the very end. <laughs> the very, very end. And it's yeah. funny. It is good. Yeah. So now they're pulling up uh, pulling up at the Batmobile here. Everyone's like, I hear the Batmobile. Let's hide. But it's a funny like, do you hear something? I don't hear nothing. Do you hear something? No, I don't hear nothing. Do you hear something? Uh, Yeah, it's the Batmobile. Oh, we better hide. We're going to lay a trap. Yeah. Shame's game is just a disaster. They're definitely there for, like, comedic effect. And I... Yeah. As opposed to being menacing or moving the plot along. And Are I at all competent, yeah. Yeah, and I'm on board for it. Messy James, again... That was the funniest introduction a goon's ever had. I love that dude. That's amazing. He needs to be in the all-star team with Porno Lurch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in there for sure. Uh, so then... That man will never stop those guys because while they're planning their heist, they're, the building they're in will explode just spontaneously. <laughs> yeah. But back to the scene at hand here, I guess. it's We get a <laughs> little like, oh, it could be a trap. It's quiet. Yeah, a little too quiet. Uh, I didn't notice here, but Shame is wearing like a clown tie, like a big bold tie that looks like a clown would wear it. It's really strange. Yeah, he has that purple and white polka dotted tie that uses like a mask and it's just completely clashes with his cowboy thing. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be like, see, he's a shame of a cowboy, but it just looks like he's, you know, a little minty. Yeah, well, Shame is a better name for like a sad clown than a cowboy, anyway. So maybe that's his next, his next gimmick. 
And now the rodeo clown shame and Zach Galifianakis comes out and is like, I keep telling you it's puddles. <laughs> exactly. So it is a trap. There's guns drawn. Batman throws a bat smoke bomb so they can like hide, like get down. So it's just smoke. And the bad guys just start shooting into the smoke. As you would. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that really accomplished nothing, Batman. But not low along the ground or anything with any attempt to hit him. They're just like firing their guns. Batman's like, shh, I'm concentrating. He's counting the bullets. They do the math. How many guns are out there? Times six. That's how many bullets. Uh, one more. Perfect. Now they're out of out of bullets. And when they're out of you bullets, it means, means it's, it's yeah, time it's, to triple them. That's right. It's time for a fight. And when it's time for a fight, it's time for the Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. Them are fighting words. During this showdown at the KO Corral, we get Biff, Pow, Kapow, Boff, Zap, Splat, Sock, Wham, our good friend Eow with the tongue in the O-hole, Oof, Zowie, Funk, and KO. This has been your Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. Would you like to share the main takeaway from this fight? Savage Robin is back. <laughs> it was so amazing he jumped on a dude's back and rode him and made like horsey noises like a <laughs> and <I> said we <laughs> yeah wee ride him cowboy yeehaw ho, 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 you go like like a little kid riding on his uncle's back you know yeah his uncle but his dad's instance, too tired it's a fat old man who can't do that and you're just killing him <laughs> yeah Basically the same thing. But yeah, he was jumping around. He was jump kicking people. It was great. <laughs> so they confront shame. Everything's, oh, you got me. You bested me in a fair fight. He takes his hat off. And he's got a little Derringer gun, a little pistol in his hat. So he takes one last shot to try to stop Batman and Robin. Uh, but he ends up like shooting at Chief O'Hara and Commissioner Gordon, who just happened to have shown up. Yeah. They had plenty of time to get there, but they were busy doing absolutely nothing. So they stroll in at the very last moment to stare at this. Like, that looks hard. What are you doing over there, Batman? Fighting crime? Yeah. Yeah. So then they round up the goons. That's it. But wait, before you go, Andy's been walking around yelling, please, shame, come back, shame. Uh, which I feel like is probably, I haven't seen shame, so I assume it's probably a Nod to yeah, that. so when Shane, the kid, keeps yelling, come back, Shane, Shane, come back, because Shane basically emasculates his dad, and he wants Shane to be his father figure. It's a weird film. Okay, well, that's basically what happens here. You think, but you're like, hey, is Andy still in cahoots with this uh, this Shane character? I thought Batman turned him to the, to the good path. What's going to happen here? So Andy happens to just... No, that's the end. So they're in Commissioner Gordon's office, and Andy shows up. Again, how did he get to the police station? Pretended he was a, a lost boy, and they just brought him to the commissioner's office. Yeah. It's very strange. But then this is sad here. This is a little frightening and troubling. Andy just calling out for shame because he just wants his radio back. So his mom doesn't wail the tar out of him. Yeah. Uh-oh. My mom, who's probably dead if she ever existed, 
doesn't beat me senseless. I'm going to need that radio back, supervillain. Yeah, I'm sure going to need this radio case my mom ever comes back. I don't want her to wail the tar out of me. Oh, I miss miss her tar wailing. <laughs> One day she'll come back from the gas station where she went to get us some sodas, and I'll welcome her backhanded strikes. Yeah, yeah, that was the whole goose. That was the end. Everyone's though. out of commission. Andy gets his radio back so his mom won't wail the tar out of him. And uh, James like, Jesus, kid, I don't want your mom to beat you. Here. Yeah. I'm not that bad of a guy. Here you go. Yeah, that was it. And again, why they just let him have the radio? He was in the police headquarters. They should have taken his personal effects. Like, I don't know. Especially because he might have a gun or a knife hiding somewhere. O'Hara, do you not pat down suspects you bring in here? Sure, and I don't. Yeah. Exactly. So, once again, the police are useless. Batman saves the day. And everyone's just going to listen to old Hot Dog Harry or Hot Rod Harry on the on the radio. He's like, hey, everybody, it's party time. It's Hot Rod Harry. Oh, God, what a charade. Here's the <laughs> damn Beatles. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, an old GC town. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That was that was this wonderful series of events taking place between Gotham City yeah, Protector, the dynamic duo. Yeah, we absolutely delivered on our promises, unlike Wikipedia, because Robin got shot, Batman befriended a Nazi, and a little boy yelled at a cowboy. Yes. Those are Wonderful. all things that happened. Once Everything's... they lost interest in Shane building an engine. Exactly. Luckily he did, too. Well, I guess it's time for our ratings since we delivered on all of our promises. Yeah. Uh, on the Batman on the Batman scale of effectiveness as a crime fighter, what do you what do you say? What do we give old Batman here? Uh he puts a disproportionate amount of uh his crime fighting on some guy at the local radio station he likes rather than Alfred. Uh so that kind of undercuts him a little bit. But he also like, you know, managed to just on the spur of the moment fight bulls. So seven ish? Yeah, that feels good. On the Robin scale of how crazy he is, how ad- utterly insane. I, th- I think we got to give him an eight here. Again, it's a scale from six eight. to ten. Yeah, yeah. Because he did ride a guy around like a horsey. Yes, an he adult male broke a man. Yeah, it was great. So yeah, Robin's an eight on the Warden Crichton scale of progressive penology, where we write the scheme, the plot, the plan of the villain. Uh, I mean, it was dumb at first. Again, I can't overstate. Just because parts are from an engine doesn't mean they all fit together. All that shit's different sizes. Your go-kart pistons aren't going to fit in your race car engine. So that was a dumb plot. Stealing We got a cattle... soapbox derby racer. What's stopping us from building a plane? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> know. Flying I've... away from here. Yeah, stealing the, the cattle was a good plan if it's that worth that much money. But uh, I don't know. I loved the <laughs> gang. It was probably my favorite overall game. They were like, none of these parts are compatible. Well, let's see what else we got. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably just like a five or a six on the plot. Yeah. Yeah, because they completely changed the plot halfway through. Yeah. They pulled a joker and were like, this actually doesn't work for two episodes. Uh, Let's have him sell some cattle. Yeah. Hey, can he fix a basketball game? Oh, no, we did that already. (laughs) Guess he'll rustle. Yeah. 
let's just go back to established petty crimes. Well, I guess that does it for us here on another episode of Surf Kings of Gotham. As always, you can follow us on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham, or on YouTube at Surf Kings of Gotham, or on Twitter and Instagram at Our Show on Shows, or eventually, sort of, at Our Show on Shows.com. We have the website. It's up. It exists. You can go there and see a post. It happened. Yeah. It came true. Now we just have to write things about episodes of things we've watched. Yeah, it's kind of the same effort we've put into our Facebook and our YouTube and our, our Instagram and our Twitter. It's a lot. to say, yeah, not much. Yeah. but So tell your lot. friends, do our promotion for us, would you? Yeah, like and review and share and tell your friends and just, if you can somehow jack into your, into your works Bluetooth that's usually playing like, you know, middle of the road Pandora all day long. If you can just jack this in instead and then tell yeah. them to also like and subscribe, that would be good. Yeah, use your influence. Yeah. If you're an actual influencer, also use your influence because that's all you have to contribute to society. Yeah, stop using it for evil and start using it for good, would you? Yeah. yeah. How much is that to ask to be a good citizen like Andy Stevens? Yeah, you too could be mayor of Gotham someday. Yeah. Well, now that we've completely crashed this plane into the ground, let's call it a wrap. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, Dr. Nick. Sir, King of Gotham. <laughs>